Hi, welcome to episode 22 of Book Off Banter. We're still on lockdown. Like a thing. Yeah, we're on. Who knows? Who knows anymore? Just ask a horsey, a horsey Facebook group. That's that's the best plan, I reckon. <laughs> Who knows anymore? Are we on lockdown? Aren't we on lockdown? Can you do this? Can you do that? Who fucking knows? I don't. No. Um. Yeah. I'm baffled. I had. To, I had to laugh this evening because um, it sort of came up on my Facebook and people would say the British Horse Society have released a statement, haven't they? Saying what, what is now open after the most confusing day on Sunday where it was just like, now you can exercise for as long as you want. You can travel for as long as you want. And I was like, what? Anyway, so the British Horse Society have released this announcement now saying that yards are open. And it's made me laugh and it says, and instructors can go back to work. And I was thinking, did we have a little bit of a debate not long ago on some Facebook groups because people were already having lessons? And, and it well, just, yeah. I actually had a thing with, um, with my trainer who said that an arena that's been open throughout has just put a thing up saying, so we're open now because the government have released me. She's like, you've been open. No, but you've been open. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, I think a lot of people have now realized that what they were doing before was actually bending the rules that wasn't yeah. there because now that it's been clarified what they can do and their response to it appears to be to bend the rules again. Yeah. Um, well, because they've already been doing that one. So they're bored um, that well, <laughs> see how far we can go and uh, quite frankly in our house i don't know i'm sure when um you have kids you have like a little bit of your language changes a little bit and we have a saying in our house when somebody's a bit they're a bit grumpy or they're trying to start an argument or a bit you know and and everyone's a bit snippy we say that they're antsy farkas artsy and all i can say at the moment when i'm reading these facebook groups and, and whatever it's just like fucking hell everyone is very anti farkas artsy um and and i kind i kind of get it a little bit you know like i last night i got a little bit upset with you know people you know, a couple of cross-country places announced that they were opening and people yeah. were talking about going out cross-country schooling uh, personally this is my personal thing I, I made a bit of a joke about it last night saying oh i think i might book and go cross-country schooling for competitions that aren't going to happen anytime soon. I made a bit of a joke about it. And then I kind of just said to people, look, it's a little bit like my take on it at the minute. It's a bit like, if your best mate says they're going to get back with their ex-girl, ex-boyfriend, like you sat there with your best mate, she's like, oh, I'm going to get back with my ex-boyfriend. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to be her choice whether or not she goes out with her, goes yeah. back with her ex-boyfriend. But as a friend, all you can do is say to her, look, have you really thought this through? you know, what if that happens? What if this happens? Is it really sensible at this point? But at the end of the day, it's her choice and you have to respect that choice. So kind of that's where I was a little bit with it. You know, I was kind of saying, do you know what people, yeah, these places are opening, but should we really be thinking about it now? You know, and I just go, and I'd like to think that I wasn't too argumentative. Maybe I was, I don't know. It's hard though, uh, isn't it? Because it's something that everyone's passionate about and I'm just trying to really, like, I'm trying to be mindful of everyone has different things going on and yeah so I think we just all have to try and not be too antsy whatever it is 
Antifarkasatsi. <laughs> away from the no more Antifarkasatsi. Let's just move away from it. Okay. I'm and, just and gonna start you, commenting under people's things. You're being ooh. and they're gonna be like, what, what the fuck? Antifarkasatsi. I think we just bring it into the Latin, into the language. It, it does sum up so much when you start using it and you're like, oh, you're being a bit Antifarkasatsi. <laughs> and Isaac, like, one day he's teacher. His teacher, I think he, she kicked him out of a lesson. She made him leave a lesson or whatever. I said, why? Why did she get kicked out? She, went, he was, she was being really anti-Farkasatsi. And the thing was, I knew what he meant. By yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. So, you know, let's bring it into language. But I think that, I think that we, there are changes happening. And the thing is, it's always constantly changing. Everything's yeah. Changing. So, and I think that's probably what, why we're all so anti-Farkasatsi. It's just the friggin' uncertainty yeah. of it. We get used to one thing and then it changes again. Mm-hmm. And it's mentally exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, people are falling out by the centre. Friendships are being lost. And, uh, which is really, really sad. Um, but yeah, let's not be anti-Farkasatsi about it. And do you know what? At the end of the day, use your common sense. Do what you want to do. No one can really, you know we're not the boss of you but just think about other people that's all that's the other thing i just want to say to people before you go out and do something just think about somebody else just think is this in the best interest of everybody see i think i'm probably not in a position to judge because actually i quite like being at home with no people i have spent my life (laughs) getting ready to socially distance and also have you read all that stuff where like anxious people have coped the best with lockdown. Yeah. Oh, I've been fine. And Ben was like, Katie, that is you. You are mm. so relaxed, actually, when everyone is locked down. And obviously, yeah. I appreciate this is absolutely not the case for most people. But no. for me, I think, yeah, it's made, it's really made me quite chilled out. Um, whereas the whole sending reception year one back to school Honestly, I think I Oof. downed half a yeah. wine. I said to Ben, yeah. I was like, Ben, my heart is going really, really fast. I'm not feeling very good. And he was like, okay, what do you want me to do? And I was like, you know that half a bottle of wine in the fridge? <laughs> just, just bring it in. Like, what? Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. can we just re- rewind? You had half a bottle of wine <laughs> left in your fridge? I know. What? What is going on? <laughs> that, no. <laughs> We need to, you need to rethink things. Oh my God. Well, Boris's speech, I mean, that, that did the job. We thought that really quickly. <laughs> I, know. I, did, I don't watch them anymore because I can't, I can't deal with that. But, that was um, my first like, one. That was not a good first one. Baptism yeah, you went fire. hard. <laughs> you went hard there, I tell you now. So, <laughs> I was yeah. saying like, and then I, I, don't, I don't think I, I agree with that then. And then, yeah, that lasted a little bit. Then I was like, right, come on break open the wine it's the only way forward yeah i know i know i did say something actually it uh, i i tweeted something on part of my instagram about how much more fun it was on the question social media when we were just all falling out about rugging and draw reins because this bloody everyone falling out about these bloody this lockdown and pandemics yeah. doing my shut fucking head in now and i'm done thank god for I'm jenny because i actually did avoid quite a few fights i did have a disagreement actually with someone on your thing um Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That got heated, though. Yeah, but other than that, I've kind of just, like, I have just thought, oh, just all, like, everyone just do what they want to do, and that's fine. So, anyway, yeah, we're yeah. not going to talk anymore about Boris or Corona, because I'll have to crack the wine open. It's just, yeah, it all gets too much. Just, it's all too much for everybody at the moment, all too much. We're going to have... But, you know, lockdown is being lifted. Let's, 
Let, let's yeah. look forward instead of everyone panicking and going, oh, this is going to happen. That's this is going to happen. Do you know what? It might be okay. And lockdown is going to steadily get lifted. Things are going to come back. And, you know, we, we may get some semblance of a normal life again. Yeah. Oh, don't pull that face at me. <laughs> I know maybe I'm being eternally optimistic, but without these first few steps forward, we're not going to know, are we? No. So hopefully oh. it's all going to be good. That's very zen, aren't I? I'm very zen. You are. Have you had some wine? <laughs> no! I've already I had, had a gin. Oh my God. Yeah. Ben came and he was at house homeschooling going. I said, um, yeah, really good. Have we still got that, um, <laughs> that mixer in the car? And he was like, oh, it's going really well. Then. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. It'll be so much better with the gin. Um, yeah. So this week we are going to, we're going to play a game. We're going to keep it lighthearted. I know we haven't started very lighthearted, but um, it's going to get better, I promise. Um, and, quite. We have started quite lighthearted. I'm being all zen. I'm are. being all zen about it. And it's all good. <laughs> and we are going to answer a listener's question with a guest. So that's exciting. So first up, we will have a quick chat about what we've been up to. I have been to hospital with... Oh. Because Penny. this, yes, this is the time. If you want to go to hospital, people, oh. this is when you want to do it. You know, when everyone's wearing like masks and all that shit. I'm, I'm going to slap you in a minute saying <laughs> shit like that to people. <laughs> yeah. So Henry decided to break his arm. Oh, no. Yeah. How his, did he do it? Um, he was about to play football. Before he even started the game of football, he tripped over the football. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the poor little sausage. I nearly put him as wanker of the week. Um, he's broken his lateral epicondyle. Oh, so he's done his elbow? Yeah. So he's That's done it quite high up. He's done yeah. his elbow. So he's, he's in a cast up to... He's gone through his growth plate, so we'll have to go to a different hospital mm. so they can check it all. So that was really good. Um. And Henry regaled the nurses with, you know, tales of all kinds. So he thoroughly enjoyed his day out. And to be honest, he's been a lot happier since he went to hospital because I think he felt that I was lying and I was keeping yeah. him here and the rest of the world was still having a party. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that actually. And he was kind of like, oh, do you know what? I think she might not have been bullshitting. It's pretty quiet out here. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't okay. all a ruse. <laughs> so my boys, one of the things that my boys have done is they, um, we've got a disused airfield in the back of ours, which is where I ride. And they are allowed to ride their bikes on there. So they said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going for a bike ride on the airfield. And they were gone quite a long time, but I thought, oh, you know, they'll be playing or whatever. The next second I get a phone call from, uh, from Isaac. And he's like, oh, mum, uh, well, we decided to leave the airfield. I was thinking, oh my shit. Uh, so we went for this little bit of a bike ride and well, we're in the village and my bike's broken. So basically they, I think similar to Henry, I think they wouldn't, they didn't believe me, but the world right. was on lockdown. They think that I just probably lost the plot and had decided to keep them at home. So anyway, I drove down, I had to drive down the car to pick them up and I was fuming. I was like, what were you, what were you thinking? And as we were driving back, Oscar looked out the window and went, oh, I'd forgotten what it feels like to drive through the village in a car in this really little place. 
I know it's just like I was trying not to laugh and I said well I'm really surprised I thought there'd be like grass growing up through the streets and stuff I was like <laughs> It's a pandemic, guys. It's not a zombie apocalypse. You know what I mean? I don't know. They've watched too many films, these guys. I think they thought in four weeks it was going to be yeah. like, like Day of the Triffids or something. Um, Although, so- to be fair, like with all these things on Facebook, you can't, like, I was a little bit expecting the animals of Farthing Wood, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to meet like friendly fox and yeah, toad yeah. wearing a waistcoat. <laughs> You just never know anymore, do you? You never know. It's in the world. <laughs> like, but it was just the way, like I said, they were just like looking out the window and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, guys, it's just a lift in the car. But like, obviously, my, I, we were trying to work out how, when was the last time they actually had left the property? Because obviously, similar to Henry, they don't have any need to go anywhere. No. We, we don't have to leave for our hours exercise or unlimited exercise as it is now. So we were like trying to work it out and it, it literally was a month, easy a month, possibly even about six weeks. Yeah. And they had not left the property. So they obviously snuck off thinking that I was lying about the lockdown um, and yeah, got caught out. But like I said, their, their reaction to being in a car was, it was like they were on some sort of ride on tower. <laughs> <or something. laughs> They're going to be so easily pleased now. <laughs> Our kids, aren't they? They're just going to be. What are we doing this Saturday? You're going to Aldi. (gasps) Aldi (laughs) (laughs) sounds like such a mystical place. Like this. this. Who, if you're a good boy, who wants to drive down the A14 with mummy in the car? (laughs) Actually, to be fair. Have you seen that thing on Facebook that people are sharing? I think it's mostly people with obviously young kids. Um, it's like questions about corona like what do you think oh yes yes yeah yeah, i did it with my boys last night i did it with henry today i didn't put it on facebook but i thought i'm gonna keep it because i thought it'd be a really interesting thing you know when he's older to look back on so i said to him where would you like to go when this is all over what's the first place you'd like to go and he said a horse show and i'm thinking what what he hates horse shows he never goes to horse shows because he whinges so i was like a horse show he said just anywhere that's out of this country, probably Australia. I was like, you think I've turned into an international show jumper on lockdown? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Oh. So he clearly thinks we're going to pack up our lorry, which is vintage, basically, and it's going to make it all the way over to Australia. Australia as well, that well-known show jumping capital. Exactly. It's the, it's the hub of show jumping Australia. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I actually had to drive my little lorry because I parked it in one place and I was really worried about it. Um, so I thought, well, I have to like drive it around. And um, so I just drove it sort of like around our yard a bit and so I pulled out. It wasn't much and I left it running and the dog just appeared and he's like, <laughs> And then I felt so Vince was galloping around the field. I thought, oh god, I wound everybody up thinking that they're going somewhere. It was literally just moving it six foot so that the brakes don't seize. (laughs) So yeah, even Vince was the most excited about it. His reaction to seeing me start up this lorry was incredible. 
I reckon, I reckon if I put the ramp down, he would have jumped out of the field and over himself. <laughs> he is, he is literally Everyone's just out. getting so desperate, aren't they? Henry's resorted to breaking <laughs> arms. Your kids are trying to break bikes and oh God. We're just desperate to get out and about. <laughs> Apart from us two. Everyone else around us. We're just like, oh, I'm quite enjoying staying at home. <laughs> I'm all right, love. Like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> Oh. Actually, I've got to make one exception: homeschooling. Oh, yes. yeah. Can we get I mean, somebody in for that? Yeah. Yes. Then social distancing or yeah. lockdown, or whatever. I'm all about that with a personal, what they call tutor. Yes. Yeah. A personal tutor. That would be absolutely ideal for me. I tried to teach Henry the time yesterday, and I was like, "Do you know what? You're at the age oh, where digital watch. You can have a phone." <laughs> Who needs to know what the clock says realistically? Just ask, just ask Alexa. Just ask Alexa. Yeah. No one knows to know the time anymore. Um, Isaac had a lesson this morning. It was like an online, to like um, a bit similar to Zoom, but not quite, a, a, an English lesson. And I was like keeping half an eye on him. And I thought, why is he typing? Anyway, he had the English lesson blaring out. He, we'd had a previous in- incident where he was listening supposedly to French with headphones on it turns out he was actually playing minecraft um anyway he was doing the same thing again so he had this english lesson blaring out and he'd actually minimized it down to the bottom and he was playing minecraft again so we're like constantly it's just it's not even like sitting down again it's like a battle of wills the whole time he needs a mirror behind him doesn't he at all times so you can just a hundred percent well henry did say to me i was trying to teach him uh his times tables for my sins I think Woody might say something like three times five and I said um so what's that Henry and he said um eight (laughs) and I said no that's three add five not three times and he said I know but I just wanted to see if you knew Because you've got to try and keep a straight face, haven't you? <laughs> so I was like, well, I do know. So let's see if you do know. So it's not eight. So what is it? And he was like, hmm. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's made me laugh. That's made me laugh. I mean, to be oh. fair, he is good crack. He's a nightmare, but he's good crack at least. Oh, God. Yeah, he's, at least he's given us lots of uh, entertainment on the podcast. So. He has. He's good value. <laughs> We're going to be giving, having a I love Henry t-shirts and stuff at the end of this. <laughs> Henry says, I know. Henry says, I know. I just wanted to check whether you <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be such a good answer for like, for most things, isn't it? Well, I. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> I knew. I, I, I'm going to use that as a pretty much everything in my life from now, for, from now on. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to check whether you knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, honestly. The other thing um, is, did you see that virtual eventing, the trot-ups? Yes, I did. William Fox Pitt, what a ledge. But I feel like we inspired that. I mean, I know that we... A hundred. I'm sure they're not going to believe that, but we did. 
we took we that did, out there. We yes, we, we put that out. We did. You're right. I feel like we should have been credited <laughs> for that. <laughs> I think we should have done definitely because we definitely come up with that before, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. I hadn't thought about that, but I'd for- and I'd forgotten. I saw it and I was like, why were we not invited to this? We had our outfits ready. We had our music ready. This is just rude. I was, I was primed and ready to go. Granted, I'm not a famous eventer or showed famous anything, but still, it was my We did ideas. that months ago, didn't we? Exactly. I was a little bit sulking. Oh, not I okay. Write a letter. Well, I, I'm kind of with you on that, so... So we are going to revisit the game that we played for Christmas, which actually was a little bit of a disaster, wasn't it? Um, you, you, struggled. you got me really quickly. Yeah, and you couldn't get Nareo. Um, so we're going to give it a go again. We're going to see how it works because why not? Why in the fuck not? Exactly. So do you want to go first? So I'm going to put my it's the word personality of the horse world on my forehead okay oh no you no you're putting it on my foot no you're putting it on my foot on your foot oh yeah but apart from we're not doing that metaphorical so so i'm you're guessing my person (laughs) or no not but it's not (laughs) (laughs) okay so obviously this is slick as ever (laughs) (laughs) oh god i'm so thick aren't i right (laughs) so you're guessing my personality (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Just say yes or no. I don't know what's going on. Okay. If we were playing the game properly, you would have stuck someone on my head now. So I would have someone on my head. <laughs> and I, I'm going to guess and you're going to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Fuck oh me. God. <laughs> Not this last time. I don't like playing games with you. It's going to work long term. <laughs> okay. Is it any wonder there is not much schooling going on with my kids? It's no wonder the bug has tried to cycle off. I think I'm ready to cycle off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, ready right. to break lockdown. Okay. Am okay, I pers- a horse? Yes. Am I a show jumper? No. Am I an inventor? Yes. Am I going to know this? Um, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Am I currently eventing? No. Hmm. Am I written by a man? Yes. <laughs> No. Did I event after Tamarillo? No. Oh, fuck me. 
<laughs> I am not. Like last time, you got me very quickly. So I've gone. I'm, oh, um, you should get this one. I, I haven't gone all. I haven't gone really out there. Am I written by an Englishman? Oh. Um. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Why do we play games with you? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. He could be Scottish. He could be Scottish. He could be Scottish. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I think he's Scottish. I can't, can't, I can't be sure. Um, is my writer Ian Stark? Yes. Oh, what's, what, who, who did he write? Um, oh, oh, Murphy himself. Yes, what? Murphy himself. Congratulations. Is that Ian Stark Scottish? Yeah. Well, he lives in Scotland oh. now anyway. Yeah. I think he's Scottish. He's that was a good one. Um, oh, thanks, Katie. <laughs> I wouldn't have never got it if you hadn't said Scottish, though, to be fair. Oh. Uh, I needed a little clue. <laughs> well, I gave you a clue, only because I was being a bit thick. But can somebody answer, answer the question for us? Is he in Stark Scottish? Because I, I kind feel, of have really I feel like that. he is. I feel like Don't they call him Scotty? They, oh, they yes. call him Scotty. Yay. He is Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, honestly, I mean, this is what like is a game it? that you play with kids. Like, <laughs> They'd be better at it. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Okay. What is wrong? So oh, I am now sticking right. something on your head. <laughs> and so I'm guessing. You're guessing. Okay. Am I a person? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, am I a show jumper? Yes. Oh. <laughs> am I going to get this? Yes. Oh. Am I a female show jumper? No. Am I a Whitaker? Yes. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh. Yeah, but there's a load of... There's, that to be fair, yeah, thousands. Down. There's loads of... Thousands of Whittakers. <laughs> Am I one of the two famous brothers? Yes. Which one do I go for? Am I Michael? No. I must be John then. Yes. That was... You got that really fast today. I was too kind to you. Bad. That was, was good. Bad for me, was it? That was good. Um, I see. The thing was, I knew. I just wanted to be sure that you knew. That's what it was. <laughs> Can I just say that in my head, I was like, if we both get them quite quick, we could do another one. But do you know what? No, I don't. We're not going to. I don't think I'm emotional. <laughs> I think quit while you're ahead. That's the, that's the trickiest. <laughs> quit while you're or not ahead, even. <laughs> I don't think we're ahead. I don't think we're ahead. I think I think we can just say that that was not our finest hour of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> but anyway, we had we, um, we had a laugh. Yeah, even if you weren't amused, we entertained ourselves greatly. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway. 
All right, so we've got a question. Well, actually, we got quite a few questions from listeners and they were all kind of based around the same sort of, what are you doing with your horses other than riding? I'm not riding my horse. What can I do? Have you got any tips? And so we thought it would be really good to maybe have a chat with someone who would be able to give us some things to do on the ground because we know a lot of people have chosen not to ride. Um, so we have got a guest on. Um, we've got Krista from From the Ground Up, who is going to talk us through a little bit of things that we can do with our horses. However, when I rang her, I'm going to confess, we had a little bit of a <gasps> moment when I discovered that she is like, dun, dun, dun. She is a barefooter. Oh my God. She's one of them. She's one of them. Because there's always one in there. If you're on an internet forum in there, there'll be a question being asked. And there'll be all these people that answer the question. And there's always one. It'll be Krista it's pops me. up. Have you tried taking its shoes off? Is that you? I am that person. I'm not going to lie. However, <laughs> I would also like to exclude myself from what I call the barefoot Taliban. Oh my God. Yeah, they're, they're the ones, aren't so they? So you're not what Ben's old boss um, when Ben was doing his apprenticeship, he would call them um, Pirelli Barefoot Vegetarians. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you're not a Pirelli Barefoot Vegetarian. Oh, uh, to be fair, though, I'm kind of... Today I was laughing with somebody about how, um, in the old days, when we all used to fall out about draw reins and rugging, how much more fun it was instead of falling out with people about pandemic stuff, which is really tiresome. And someone actually responded on it going, do you know something? I was just thinking how much I'd want the angry vegans back. <laughs> And I'm there, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I never thought I'd say this. So bring back the angry vegans, and actually, yeah. bring back the barefoot Taliban. Yeah. I'm like, come at me, guys. Let's, let's. I just kind of feel like I want to give them a hug and say, I got you all wrong. <laughs> actually, you know what? Let's just have a good old-fashioned argument again. So at, first, <laughs> at first, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I was like, you know, I don't ever want to promote anything on the podcast that. I don't wholeheartedly believe in that's always been our thing. Um, yeah. And I was kind of like, look, my husband's a farrier. This is, I'm, he's probably going to divorce me. Like, this isn't going to go well. I'm going to either, you know, sell something I don't believe in. Or my, but actually, the more we got chatting, um, don't yeah. worry, I'm not taking my, actually, Ben would love if I took the shoes off my horses, to be fair. To be fair, <laughs> uh, there's me, I, I, will be, I will be quite honest with you here. I'm there taking the piss. Only two of my horses are shod. And then I'll take the shoes off anything that you possibly ever can. But um, yeah, so we kind of got chatting. And what I thought was really nice is I just think it's really good to be able to speak to someone who has a different viewpoint. um, And especially with something like, you know, drawings, rugging, Mm. barefoot, really, really different side of the fence. But actually, we kind of found that we both quite like the same sort of thing in feet which is really crazy and i i think it does just show. You sound like you got a fetish <laughs> i do i like the same sort of thing in feet you know? okay love's all right <laughs> I spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in Facebook groups feet facebook groups <laughs> oh my god um, this is too much yes yeah, so i think I just thought we will actually briefly mention it, even though that's not what she was coming on really to talk about. Um, I think it's really good that we do talk about it because the more we chatted, I was kind of like, you know, I just, this is how I feel. And this is what we like. Um, and she was kind of like, yeah, that's really, really similar to what 
to what I believe in. So, mm. um, yeah, I'll stop talking for a little bit because I could just go on and on. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? And um, so, what we do at from the ground up is effort rehabilitation. <gasps> um, now, what I mean by that is I actually do a lot of work with owners with shod horses and unshod. I'm actually not so bothered about whether a horse is shod or not. Um, for me, it's all about putting the horse first and I want to do more work with farriers, vets, hoof care professionals, trimmers, mm. whatever, um, to really share the message that we need to be looking at the whole horse. And it's not just about whether you've got a piece of metal on the end of the foot. It's about how that horse is moving, how we can support them um, and looking at the whole horse and not just, you know, the musculature and how the horse is moving and their conformation. It's also about their environment, what they're being fed. Um, and just look, I hate the word holistic because it's, it all sounds a bit fluffy, barefoot, crystals, you know. Angry vegan. Pirelli yeah, vegetarian. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not up for that. I'm not up for that. Um, and I think also because I've come from a corporate background, I really resent that um, fluffiness. So yeah. I try to put some logic behind it. Um, and for me, it's all about common sense. I mean, I used to event, I used to, you know, keep my pony when I was younger in a really traditional racing yard and everything, everything was shod, you know, um, the horses had a break. Mm you know, when the season ended, their shoes were off, they were roughed off in a field. And then we brought them kind of back in. And I think sometimes we forget about how we used to do things. And, you know, mm. modern stuff is great. Talking about rugging, I'm a fan of a modern rugging system. You know, I don't want those jute rugs anymore. No thanks. Oh God, no, let's not go back there. Mel and the weight of those stinky New Zealand rugs. Oh God. Um, yeah, the canvas ones. On, you know, yeah. in, in a good direction. But I think for me, we're sometimes in too much of a rush to get stuff done with our horses. And yeah. I understand it. You know, they are very, very expensive creatures. And, you know, unless you're quite happy for them to sit in a field doing nothing you know you most people have them for a job to do right so yeah. you want mm. to enjoy them you want to get on you want to ride um but sometimes we forget that you know times like now when maybe some horses have had some time off we need to bring them back into work slowly I think people yeah. need to, you know get in their heads that you're not going to be going if eventing starts again this season you know you're not going to be eventing in July unless your horse has been in full work you know agreed time so it's it's finding that balance I think and you know understanding what's working for your horse what works for you what works for your situation and I think you know I keep my horses barefoot um because that's what I want to do I always think that's quite funny though just throwing it out there that we call it barefoot because I don't yeah, I know. So where did that come from? So why don't we just say unshod? I don't know. Sometimes I, say I think it's a bit of a like, it's that evangelical thing, isn't it? It's for me, unshod sounds like you're associating with. Oh, that you're not giving them something. Um, yeah. Okay. And so I think it's like we're not even, you know, entertaining. Yeah, bear very, hoof then. It should be bear hoof. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what we were talking about is just owners educating themselves and I think mm. people are definitely doing that now and I think that that is such a big 
progression that people are actually not just kind of saying, oh yeah, the far, it's the farrier's job to sort the feet out. It's like the owners yeah. are actually taking the time now to say, and I was talking to Ben about it because I had to, I had to confess my sins. I had to say to him, <laughs> listen, I'm going to have a barefooter on. And he was like, Christ. Um, so I said, you know, this is what I think we're going to talk about. And he said, like for him, what's really important is talk to your farrier, you know, like ask them, why are you doing that? Or if there's something that you Mm. don't like, you know, say, I'm just wondering what that is and why it is, because what really upsets me and I'm, you know, I definitely don't think everyone does this, but someone will say, take a photo of their horse's feet and just stick it on a, on a Facebook. Oh, uh, com- a completely out of context. Yeah. And then you'll get a load of people who are like hurling abuse. This farrier is te- terrible, should be struck off this. Mm. And I'll think, look, yeah, I would have liked it to have a bit more length behind. But my horses are shut. I was, I was just discussing it with Krista. Ben shoes with a shitload of length out the back. Um, that's, mm. we've, we've really, really believe in that. Um, and really support the heels. But as a result, my horses wear overreach boots. They don't go out in a muddy field. They've got a paddock with wood chip because mm. he cannot put all that length at the back and they're going to just, you know, go out with no boots and rip the thing straight back off. But if you're just commenting on a Facebook post, you don't know the history of that horse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't know what that farrier has been given to work with. And that's what's really dangerous. I always feel really, really sorry for my farrier Um, because one of my horses, Solo, has got the world's shittest feet. I have done everything I can. We have taken his shoes off for a period of time to see if we can fix it. We've done, we we do his diet. We try everything. He is just one of those horses. They are out there. And I feel sorry for her because she works her ass off on him. And I would never, ever, ever put a picture of his feet up on a Facebook group not because I think she's done anything wrong she's done an amazing job with what at the end of the day as my husband always says you can't polish a turd and that is quite frankly what I give her every time I present <laughs> solo if he's doing so I kind of think that is exactly the point I wouldn't put a picture up because people would absolutely slate and they'd go you need to see this you need to see. I know um there was he he's got multiple injuries his horse and the the vet that initially took um initially saw him said well i can tell you straight away what the problem is it's how he's shod he needs to be and he was like talking about bringing the toe back and doing that and my farrier actually phoned the vet up and said if you bring that toe back on that horse anymore you're going to cripple it yeah you're gonna cripple it its toe cannot come back and the vet was adamant that that the problems with his horse was its toe it's collapsed heels and and in the end when we took the x-rays the vet stood there and went actually he's right if you bring the toe back on that it's going to be crippled there's so much more to consider and that's like that's what Um, you were saying isn't it it's it's building that team of yeah an owner that's taking the time to educate themselves yeah and having you know a professional team around you that you can have that conversation with I think that's also really important because you know there are as with any profession you know we don't know everything and there's always something Mm. new to learn but I think as you said kind of going to your professional team in the right way you know saying oh I read this on a Facebook group oh god yeah that Um, that must just drive people so mad you know they've spent years and years training you have a really of knowledge however they don't know everything and so you know as long as you present it to them in the right way I mean you know you mentioned Katie the question why I always tell my clients to ask that you know if you aren't sure 
what's going on why something's being done just ask the question and if my tell is if they can't tell you why they're doing something then they don't know either and that yeah. is a red flag yeah yeah <laughs> i mean ben hates it because he says to me so i i mean to be fair you could have shod my horses before ben qualified you could have shod them with nikes and i would have just gone yeah all right then okay. yeah like now i think i have taken more of an interest and i mean i, I probably just you pick up knowledge kind of just generally as you go along um but he always says to me a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous it's thing. a dangerous <laughs> thing it is honestly I'm talking with my slightly slightly medical head on you're all that the little bit of knowledge thing particularly yeah. at the moment with the whole coronavirus stuff going around the sort of stuff that's flying around you just sort of like please this is the worst and so it kind of it, it's twofold isn't it it's it's all very well having a little bit of knowledge and it's all very well asking questions but at the end of the day it's also incredibly important to have respect for the professionals that you are taking on now you know i understand if you if you're asking the question why are you shooting my horse like that and they won't they won't or they can't give you the answer they aren't the farrier for you definitely exactly. but also there is a fine line between constantly questioning what somebody who is a professional is doing because they've yeah. trained bloody hard to do yeah. what they're doing. So I mean, show a bit of obviously, respect. Obviously, like I was with Ben while he was going through his apprenticeship. So I know the time it yeah. took, the studying that went into that, the, the knowledge on anatomy, you know, the money yeah. that we lived on. Like I know all that. And so I think if people are kind of like grilling them, you know, on like, well, mm. you know, Brenda on Facebook doesn't think it should be like that and you know then that obviously you're probably going to find yourself without a farrier like so I'm absolutely not saying that but sometimes I'll just say to Ben like why is this one look like this and he'll say to me oh I've changed how I'm shoeing it because I didn't like how it was you know landing or I thought it could be better or I just think maybe it's starting to get a little bit stiff this one I've put a bit, like a lateral extension on or whatever and I think that's kind of that's very mm. different isn't it it's how you approach them exactly that and i think that's totally the right way to do it you know as carla said you know a little bit of knowledge is very dangerous and you know you need to trust the team that you're working with if yeah. you're constantly asking them something and you're getting a response back and you don't believe it then that's mm. also your problem you need to do something about it and find somebody else because that relationship then if you don't it's like a normal relationship isn't it if you don't have any yeah trust, it's got it's got to be trust there isn't there definitely yeah definitely but i just thought it was so interesting because basically we feel i mean obviously all farriers are going to be different but like how ben shoes and certainly how i really like my horses shod um we tend to keep the toe quite short we definitely don't want any excess toe on we like a lot of support out the back for the heel we like just a strong healthy hoof and that's kind of exactly what you were saying isn't it so it's it was quite one day one day guys maybe i should send you a picture of solo's feet and like i say and you just need to accept that poor solo this <laughs> is not just been blessed he, in the foot I, department he's not been i almost think he's almost deformed so your farrier yeah, doesn't so. use it as a advertising <laughs> absolutely not i always say to people when they look at his feet and if they ever go to me oh who's your farrier i go it's such a search i won't mention it because of solo i'm very proud of her but um, I say it's such, such a, but please don't judge her work off these feet. She does a very, very good job, despite it. She's a good fat, you know, despite it, you know, and she keeps the shoes on him, which no one really before I, she showed him did. So, you know, I always kind of, there's a little caveat. She does an amazing job with not very much to work with. 
so yeah that is something we said as well sometimes it's form over function over form yeah so mm. no you know as long as they're doing the job that they're designed to do sometimes they look a bit ugly my rehabber's feet yeah. are really disgusting and terrifying yeah. and if i put a picture on facebook i would be pounced upon but i know why his feet look how they do yeah. and guess what he's been sound for the last 10 years and I was told to put it's, him down. So the proof's in the pudding. It, it's really funny, actually, yeah, because my one of my old boys, my old boy Chance, he's barefoot, unshawled, whatever. And um, <laughs> don't go over to the dark side, Carla. So, no, <laughs> so he actually it. had arth- he got arthritis, <laughs> and the vet the vet said, "Oh yeah, you know, we should maybe try these surgical shoes and do this and do that with him." And it was actually the fairy at the time that said, "The best thing you can do for this horse is to take his shoes off." um and sort of rehab him that way he you know he's an older horse anyway he's not going to be going eventing yada yada you've got all the time in the world to spend doing the rehab why don't you do that so we sort of did that it wasn't a true barefoot pathway but it was but actually um my now farrier she doesn't actually spend a lot of time shaping his feet because she Mm -hmm. says to me she said if i was shaping his feet i'd be just doing it to make it look pretty they don't need it they don't need it. They are exactly forming how he needs them to be for him to stay sound. And he is. He's perfect. He's 27. Perfectly sound, you know, and he's a thoroughbred. He can march over stones. You know, he's the complete opposite now to Solo. But yeah. So yeah, it is like you say, it is often function over form. Is that what you said? Function over form, yeah. Um, yeah, and it is. I mean, as you say, let them do what they need to do. If there's not a problem... You don't need to do anything to fix it. If they're doing what mm. they're supposed to do, then fine. Um, but, you know, we were talking about how the body works. And that is, that's the most important thing. I think if you're, whoever it is that's looking after your horse, as long as they're moving in the right way, then that's fine. You know, shoe according to the horse. You know, I, I mean, I, I've got one leg longer than the other. So if I was a horse, I'd be knackered if I was barefoot. Um, so I need a pair of shoes on to sort me out and keep my spine straight. So horses are exactly the same, you know, yeah. a weakness or whatever. Buddy needs to have a tiny bit of extra hoof on the inside edge to support something that's going on in his body that we just don't know about. So that's mm. fine. Let him do what he needs to do. Um, but be driven by the horse, I think, is the most important thing. Do what's right for them. I don't yeah, want to something that's what I really, I really liked, you know, chatting to you um, because I think it's stepping away from that evangelical, like if you've got shoes on your horse, you probably should be like horse whipped, like 50 lashes or something. Because I think that just, that's never going to be a good working relationship. I think it's respecting other people's views, respecting what they do with their horses. And as long as everybody is working towards having the horses, you know, sound, able to work, happy healthy and like we've just we've talked about educated owners who can just sort of have a look at the horse's feet and have an idea as to what they're looking at because i think we are slowly moving away from the times of where like people just you know oh well that farrier the horse lost a shoe so it's a rubbish farrier Mm. it's like it was always so frustrating it's things like that where you just think no that you need to just read a book please stop going on facebook please <laughs> so yeah. yeah people are becoming more savvy and i think you know the growth of the internet is a great thing and a devil at the same time but i think yeah you know you can owners can do a little bit more now to know what looks healthy and and what doesn't and i think 
Um, you know, to be honest, the vet profession needs to take a step up as well, because I think they're so used to seeing unhealthy feet that when they go out, they don't actually pay attention. I've had horses that have had thrush, really bad thrush. And, you know, it doesn't sometimes present like the, you know, what you read in books, it's going to be black, thick, stinky mm. stuff. Actually, very often it just presents as a split in the center of the frog. And then people are like, oh, but my horse isn't landing. You know, he's a bit lame. He's doing this. And actually he's just compensating because he has pain in the back of the foot. Um, yeah. Be, you know, it would nerve block to there if you did a diagnosis. But actually, all you need to do is treat the thrush. There's no serious problem there. Mm. But if you leave it, the horse is going to change the way it moves. And then you're going to start to have, you know, problems from there so you know it all stems from how they're moving and how they're landing really yeah that's something I'm massively interested in we get ours um get physio I've talked about it before on the podcast really really regularly because I really do believe that it saves vets bills further down the line because I think exactly like you've said if you can stop something that just to start to move slightly unusual but then they start to compensate with somewhere else in their body. And before you know it, you know, what started as maybe a sore back has then gone into hocks and then, you know, gone into falling lameness because they're taking the weight off. And yeah, I think if you can really um, iron things out quickly, it makes such a difference. It really does. And I think also, you know, um, that's why having a good, barrier if your horse is shod is so important because the feet really are an early warning system and will show you you know what's going on if your horse has constant event lines in its feet there is something not quite right going on in its body that could be ulcers there could be something not right with its gut um you need might need to change the diet it could be sugars whatever um but also they will compensate very quickly you know they are flight animals so they're designed to be eaten in the wild so they won't show weakness so their bodies will automatically compensate for any slight niggle that they've yeah. got so some horses more than others though because i have to say vince is the world's biggest melt and like yeah. honestly he is if he can start limping at any opportunity he will i think it's a gelding thing he's honestly you're like like my old boy chance he's quite a stoic chap you know his arthritis got quite bad i felt awful when he had his extras i was like shit this horse was jumping until recently and now look at he was completely stoic you know not lame or whatever vince gets a scratch his leg blows up he's, in a, he's such a melt honestly my two boys wet wipe, are like I call that him. but yeah real wet wipe. He, was terrible. he was so stoic i actually evented him we were eventing at 90 he had pretty much a deep a totally severed deep digital flexor tendon and he wasn't oh even late oh my god yeah crazy isn't it it's crazy absolutely insane but yeah the others can be total wimps and i have to say i would rather take a wimp over one that's a little bit more stoic because at least you know yeah, yeah to I be fair it. yeah i'm not going to get away with it with vince ever ever <laughs> so do you think you could maybe talk us through some things that people could maybe do with their horses which might help keep them stretched and supple ready to ready to go for the eventing season that's imminent <laughs> so i think probably for me number one is get your horse out and moving as much as you can um, and that's kind of any form of turnout um, and you can do 
lots of stuff to make your grass field a little bit more interesting so if you can you know put oh I, I have no problem with this because Vince will just jump out so he entertains himself They're, my horses are on 24 7 turnout they and no, Vince he'll, he'll just jump out come and see what we're doing at the house sorry to interrupt that so, so what else can you do to, don't need to do that um but there are also lots of different stretches and suppleness work that you can do even in the stable you don't have to take them out and do any in-hand work so lots of horses will be stiff around the pole area so mm-hmm. even just literally just rubbing them with your hand um, and just stroking them can increase the blood flow to that area and so if they are a bit stiff then you can kind of loosen that area off um, lots of physios and body workers will talk about carrot stretches I must admit, I'm not personally a huge fan um, because it's really difficult to get the stretch exactly right. That's um, what my physio says. Mm. Um, no, so I prefer to do stuff like um, belly lifts that you can actually see is working. So um, kind of tickling underneath where the girth goes um, and just watching your horse stretch. Now, that is probably one of my favourites because you can actually see how the back is working and you're encouraging the right muscles for when you want to get in the saddle. So you're in trying to encourage your horse, obviously to take the weight behind haha, um, and get all that impulsion lift through the abdominals and stretch across the back. Um, and the belly lift does all of those things because it really strengthens the abdominals and really encourages them to kind of do that catch stretch of their back, which is great and so easy. And again, you can't get it wrong. So, your horse if even if you're not scratch you know asking them to lift enough you're not going to hurt them by doing Mm. something like that um the leg stretches and things that some physios do again i wouldn't um i wouldn't recommend (laughs) doing, um, doing that unless you've been shown by a professional because you can really easily overstretch yeah Um, that's what would be my concern yeah so I, i like to encourage my the clients that i work with to do stuff that's one you're not going to do any harm but it is actually going to be mm. beneficial if you do do them so the belly lifts is great um the other one is a scapula stretch so um random fact of the day horses don't actually have a collarbone to attach their front legs to their body um, and to their spine and that area so um it's all attached with ligaments and muscles so when you see horses that are a bit stiff in front and a bit shuffly, it can often be because that there's kind of a gap that runs in between. So if you run your hand down the point of the shoulder, there's kind of a crease in the middle and you can tuck your fingers in and sort of do a little wiggle. Um, I have actually done a video on this for my Sunday spa days. Um, so I know you're going to talk about my page at the end, but there's videos on there because it's a difficult one to talk about. But again, Okay, oh, we'll look out for that. We'll definitely show that. I love it. They instantly go relaxed. You see, you know, when you get that kind of jelly look on their face, their yeah. eyes go doughy. They like that. So, again, if you're trying to encourage your horse to do a stonking medium trot, it's a nice one for them to do. Just a normal, decent trot would be all right on Vince. <laughs> now, come on. Shit. You've got 28 dressage. Don't sell yourself. Okay. Oh my short. God, I forgot no. to mention that today, didn't I? Fly me. I don't know. By the way, I did get a 28 dressage. Um, so obviously I'm going to do this stretch with the shoulder. 24 is going to be in it when, I, when we get out again. Might even be 18. Absolutely. So you do you do the stretch um, under the tummy and the, the shoulders. And is there anything else that you, that you would suggest that people do? 
So, Krista, can I just ask about this? Um, I had, um, I knew a girl who, she would spend a long time working with her fingers, rubbing quite deeply into the muscles over the hindquarters of the horse um, to loosen them off. Is there any benefit in that or not? So, they never looked like they were particularly enjoying it. That's why I don't bother, but. So, it totally depends on how your horse is moving. Now, there is a huge benefit to massage some of the horses just like it um, but it's the same with humans you know if there is any residual tension then you can release it the horses mm-hmm. muscle groups do work very differently to ours obviously they've got muscles on the top that are nearer their skin that are huge and then they've also got some seriously deep muscles which you are never going to get anywhere near yeah so, yeah you know those kind of the deep tissue stuff humans cannot do it that's why you know you need to have them sedated under physio and you see these terrible videos then being yanked around um oh. any way you can do it um but it is beneficial again you're not going to do any harm but again you may not do any benefit if you're not doing it right so if there are certain yeah. things that you want to gain or you're trying to improve then just chat with a professional and they'll be able to show you things you can do kind of in between the sessions but you know things like pelvis tilts and um so stretches you can do those again on your own as long mm. as your horse kick i should put that mm. caveat so again yeah yeah go to kind of where the on the quarters if you go if you were stood at the tail and you kind of took a, a two uh, and yeah 11 o'clock and one o'clock i suppose if you were looking mm-hmm. the if you just tickle both of those areas at the same time your the pelvis will tilt underneath so that's great again that's a nice stretch but to get the psoas stretch which is um a ligament kind of deeper in the pelvis you need to get them to kind of step forward so if they've stepped forward with both front uh, both back legs then you've done the full stretch so again that's another good one but not if your horse is going to kick you in the head don't do it there. no 100%. Not <laughs> what, what are your yeah no and what are your thoughts on sort of massage pads and things like that um, again, I think they're a great tool um, to use in between. Nothing, as I'm sure you know, you know, being a medical professional, um, nothing can cover that professional hands-on experience. Yeah, you, know, no. you, can, you can feel certain things and, again, identify certain issues. But again, if your horse works better or is more relaxed after having a session with a massage pad, crack on. You know, I think... Yeah driven by your horse some of them love it i mean my horses hate it because they're mm. absolutely hate clipping and stuff so that vibrating on their back is not conducive no relaxation. yeah vince hates them there's definitely a benefit to using them um as long as your horse is comfortable and likes them but again you're not going to do any harm by using one so if you see a benefit then definitely you know crack on and use one but you're not going to replace the hands-on stuff that a therapist can do i would say that's the yeah. only um, thing I think it's always good to have even if it's you know twice a year just to have somebody else run their hands over your horse and you know see what's going on but again it's actually a good tool for owners to do it I actually recommend all of my clients to do it. I encourage them to get hands-on I'm like can you feel this yeah. um, because this is what it shouldn't feel like and this is what it should feel like after just so you can then understand what's going on and then you know because I personally hate as a therapist when I say to my clients, oh, I need to see you in four weeks time. It's genuinely because I need to see you in four weeks time. If mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, we can push it out to six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever. Um, but I think if you can feel 
what your horse's normal is, then as soon as you get, you feel that little bit of tightness, then you can jump on it much quicker. And so it's an easier job for the therapist if you can keep on top of stuff like that. Um, and it's obviously nice for the horse too. Yeah. And like we were saying, it's, it's just stopping them compensating, isn't it? You don't want a problem to be like six months down the line when they're already then, um, you know, they've made themselves sore in other places. It's just, it's easier to treat one problem than five, isn't it? Oh, totally. And I think, again, you know, if you, and again, if you have a regular person that you use, um, or if you're feeling stuff that's happening, you know, if you ride and you're feeling a little bit of stiffness or tension behind the saddle on one side, well, that could be a saddle fit issue, or it could actually be a hind limb lameness coming through and showing. So, you know, hopefully it's not that it could just be a saddle fit issue but again if you get on top of this stuff really quickly you can treat them and do something about it before it then becomes a huge issue and you know you're talking about injections and operations and all that kind of stuff which is no one wants really for their horses or no. their bank balance <laughs> no god no um yeah so that's that's really good so those stretches we can see you showing us them um if yeah. we go onto your facebook page that's right and yeah what's is that's just from the ground up from the ground up rehab on facebook and then on instagram we are krista from the ground up okay and do you have a website i do from the ground up rehab.com <laughs> brilliant that's been amazing i mean we've done it we've managed we've managed to have a conversation we've the awkwardness in the room of no. the barefoot versus shoes and how sensible of us. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Ben will still be speaking to me when I come off here. <laughs> so what I would love, I would love to have a session with me and Ben. How grown up would that be? Yeah. To be fair, Ben is the most placid person in the whole world. Ben, <laughs> Ben's, Ben's always the easy going on out of the two of us. But no, it, it genuinely it was really good. And I hope that, you know, people who are listening will just take from that that you don't need to be evangelical. Neither side needs to be evangelical. Like as long as the horse's feet are healthy and the owner and the horse are happy, then that's what counts, isn't it? That's what's important. Exactly. And if you haven't got anything nice to say, please don't say anything at all. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's really difficult for horsey people, isn't it? I think we're the oh, Everyone loves an opinion though, don't they? I think that's the challenge. Every, you know, as an industry we are pretty traditional kind of people. And so anything new or a bit different always causes a little bit of friction, but actually let's listen to the horses, do what's best for them. And everyone can live in a happy crystal filled world. <laughs> that, oh, you see, you see, there's the barefoot coming out in you. But no, thank you so much for coming and giving us some tips. And there's some things that people can do. And we would really recommend that you all go over and have a, have a look at these videos because anything that we can use right now to fill our time, let's be honest, we're going to be doing it because yeah. there's only so much homeschooling and drinking gin you can do. Well, don't go that far. The drinking <laughs> gin we can do forever. That, yeah. <laughs> we, can do, we can do a lot of drinking gin. Drinking gin while massaging the horses. You can do that. Get a little sports flask just so it's plastic <laughs> and friendly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you. We're now going to go on to Wanker of the Week. My one is, I'm going to nominate Ben. Um, oh, what? 
Perfect Ben. Perfect Ben. No. <laughs> oh my I god. Won't have it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him not he's perfect, perfect Ben. ben. <laughs> he always he rocks up. You're Ben. To me, see, he's like he's like a knight in shining armor. <laughs> you'll be there. You'll be struggling with them. Can't get the microphone to work. I can't get it. You're like getting all angry. I can't get this to say. And then he just and then he just serenely like Yeah, like a little curly-haired angel. Hello, he always says hello to me. Doesn't he like that? And then he, and then he starts and then he starts clicking things, and then he fixes it. It's true. Perfect, Ben. Ben the angel just sweeps in. I'm like never letting him listen to armor. this. I'm never going to let him. Honestly, you'll, we'll not fit him through the door. <laughs> so, well, you're not going to like this how this starts then. So, oh God, <laughs> me and perfect Ben. I mean, it gets a bit fucking <laughs> tense, doesn't it, in lockdown? <laughs> oh my God, does it ever? <laughs> Those little things that are like just quite annoying. Suddenly, I just like fuck me. I'm going to smash your face in while you're asleep yeah. with a brick. Um, yeah. So, me and Perfect Ben were having a little bit of a disagreement, which, um, okay, you know, all those people who say like, "Oh, never go to sleep on an argument" and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Stay one of those people. Fight. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go all night with you. So, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, went to sleep. He left work in the morning, and when he got home, Ben really doesn't like to fall out i'm much more mm. of a bitch i suppose and i'm quite happy yeah. to hold the grudge for years um but no he was like should we be friends <laughs> and i was like mm. <laughs> i don't know he said do you want to see my nipple <laughs> and i was like well it's not i'll be honest with you carla it's not standard behavior and i was curious it seemed an unusual way to make up and i'm not gonna lie to you i was slightly intrigued i don't do now well i was was intrigued and uh i said i mean i would like i'd like props here for how good I was for managing to say, no, I don't. Like, you did? I did. I said, no. Oh, my God. And he was like... I would have gone. <laughs> he was like, oh. So anyway, I carried the argument on for a little bit longer and eventually we made friends. And uh, he said, do you want to see my nipple? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> Why are you so desperate to show me your nipple? What the hell's come over you? So I said, like, fine, you're desperate to get the bloody thing out. Come on then, let's see it. And so I went to like, look, he went, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I was like, oh my God. What the hell? He said, I've linished it. What's linished? <laughs> you know? Oh my God, like, I'm really concerned. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Oh my God. You know, have you never <laughs> Have you all Harry shoe 
you know, so say for a horse that's getting on the back of a shoe and they want to give it the support, <laughs> but they want to take the edge off. So, he, <laughs> so he'd been linishing a shoe and the belt had snapped and obviously sprung off and linished everything that was in its path, which included his <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wrong. He oh. nearly linished his nipple off. <laughs> and so I like looked, oh I looked at him and I was like, Jesus, like you go to any lengths one year to just make friends. You've shined your nipple just so that's something to talk about. Yeah, but, absolutely. So yeah. Put pseudocreme on it. I said to him, you know what you need for that, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity for nipple cream. Pseudocreme. No, nipple, nipple cream. cream. Absolutely. Never, never a more suitable project. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. How's his nipple be... nowadays? <laughs> How... <laughs> I love how Carla, Carla has just said that totally dead fan <laughs> and with a real, genuine look of concern that Ben, the curly-haired angel, now is missing a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I Perfect mean, it, ben. it's so shiny they can guide ben. ships in with it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I was so worried about that. Oh my god! That's truly a horrific <laughs> but funny story. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't. So know. as well, straight away, I was just like, "Oh, fantastic! This is brilliant for the podcast." of the week. <laughs> He's going to take some beating, if I'm honest. He is. He's going to really take some beating. <laughs> so my one is, well, it's not really what it is. It's kind of a little bit my husband, but it did make me laugh so much what he came out with that I am going to nominate him as a wanker of the week for him. So I don't know about you lot, but we have very random conversations in our house. And the most recent one was um, how much you would have to be paid to lick one of the dog's asses. <laughs> Um, I, I'm not going to lie I was £25,000 but Oscar not quite getting the gist of the story um, actually he said a tenner um, <laughs> nearly paid it not going to lie we were quite bored um, but then <laughs> the other thing is that Oscar has got this set of pyjamas called Covid-20 and he absolutely loves it well, it's like a fleece all in one and he wears it all the time anyway he was, t- was told to go and get rid of it and he came back he was wearing bloody Covid-20 and I was like are they, are they, is that is COVID-20 clean? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's clean. So I said, I don't believe I think it's dirty. And he went, here, I'll sniff it. I went, I'm not sniffing that. No, so I said, Isaac, 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 sniff your brother. He's like, I'm not sniffing that. <laughs> so I said to Sam, I well, you're going to have to do it, Sam. You're going to have to sniff him. So I feel it. He went, sniff him? Not a chance. He said, I'd rather lick the dog's ass for a week. So that was it then. We all absolutely lost it. So I keep holding him to it now that he has to lick the dog's ass. <laughs> I don't know if that's me being a bit of a wanker or him for suggesting it in the first place. But yeah, we have also had another one. We've had our Oscar refusing to talk to us. And um, I don't know why he refused to talk to us. I can't remember why. But I can tell you now, if there's something more annoying than a child talking to you, it's a child that's decided they're not going to talk to you um, because they just do really annoying things. So I would like to nominate Oscar for just being annoying. Oh, you see, I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of Henry not talking to me. If Henry no, said, it's more annoying. I'd be like, done, sold. So, so <laughs> yeah, he it. said, oh, I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking to you. But then he'll write me a note. No, no, no. He'll write a note. Or he'll go, mm, 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 and point at what he wants. Because he thinks that that's not actually talking to me. He's not actually being quiet and leaving me alone. 
Uh, I do just want a little bit of quiet and left alone. Henry talks a lot. Jesus Christ, does he talk? All right, so we've had we've had a a really good one sent in, and oh, I nearly said her name. I'm honestly, please don't. Yeah, I'm shit at this. Right at the beginning of lockdown, you probably saw um, an infinite number of the loo roll challenge videos. Which yeah, I have to say, I thought like so we're kind of in the camp of either we're just going to ride, we're going to be sensible, but we're going to ride. Yeah. We're absolutely not going to ride and anybody that rides is horrific and should be burned at the stake. Yeah. And let's ride and let's do really great fucking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and do see, stuff that like we, we would, would never n- normally <laughs> never even think about we'll start doing now because we're in lockdown. Yeah. Like, it, it was kind of, an, I'd, for a second thought, should I? And then I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not, Katie, because I would have ended up no. like Henry. Anyway, so a group I'm part of said, let's do it. And I duly set off to the yard with Lou Roll and long-suffering boyfriend to video. Now I have two ponies, Mountain and Moorlands, one a living saint, one as sharp as a chef's knife. Christ, that was a bit of a tongue twister for me there, but the apple of my eye. So I did the Lou Roll challenge on the saintly pony, bareback, head collar and lead rope. It barely moved a muscle. Buoyed by this, I was all, let's try it with the other one. Now, this pony is great to ride, but quirky to say the least. I often say it's a good job she's pretty. I usually have a bit of a system for getting on this one. Polo, neck strap, swiftly and quietly get on. Here I was, clambering on her bareback. I lasted about five seconds. Oh, no. Ban round, fucked off at speed, dodged the fence post, and I crashed into the ruttiest dried-up gateway you can think of while the pony did the wall of death round the field. I mean, to be fair... Oh, my God. I don't blame the poor fucking pony. No. It's been, like, usually it's all very, like, tactical, polo, car. Yeah, and then... Hey, and then they just lobbing, fucking leapt at lobbing. me <laughs> while I was totally unsuspecting, just grazing like a panther, suddenly leapt on my back, armed with these weird white ball things just juggling above me. So I was like, nah, I'm all right for that, man. Um, anyway, the result of this was a black eye, a huge, bru- a huge bruise on my thigh, bruising down both shins, graces on my arm and face. I spent the rest of the day scolding myself for being so fucking stupid and putting us in that position. Unfortunately, all of the above meant that I looked a bit like a statistic. On the day they reported domestic violence cases going up, I had to scuttle oh. into my house <laughs> to avoid my neighbour clocking the state of me. So yeah, an utter wanker for being sucked into the hype and not being satisfied with the saintly pony's contribution to the no. challenge. As I type this though, cut to three weeks later and many uneventful rides later, the super sharp pony has levelled the score and I'm in a ward on a and <gasps> In an effort to get some feedback on how we're going, I bought a holder thing for my phone, warmed up beautifully, hopped off to set it up, went to get back on, following the system. She pissed off uh. at great speed and dumped me in another gateway. Huge, oh my God. Dodgy vision, a very sore leg, back, ambulance, neurological exam, awaiting lumbar x-ray to make sure it's nothing but muscular damage, for fuck's sake. Edited oh, to yeah. add, I'm fine, Carla. I thought of you while I had the x-ray and I thanked the radiologist lots. The guys Aww. in the hospital were incredible and didn't judge me for riding the horses. No, they were, I, that's actually, to be fair, none of us would that go and talk, you know, whether you fall off a bike, fall down a step, it, no one's going to judge you for that. So, oh, yeah. I hope you, I'm glad she's all right. No. But she is a bit of a wanker, isn't she? <laughs> hey? I, to, I to be fair, though, 
I, I mean, obviously we're going to have to give her the rosette, but I do feel that Ben deserves something because just like trying to take his own nipple off is a real act. I and might give as him, for my husband, give him yeah, just, a rosette as well. A rosette, please do. <laughs> um, oh, yes. And we are both completely wankers because we didn't give anybody a wanker of the week last week. What? Did you not notice that when you listened to the podcast? No. I was editing it and like, fuck. We just, we just read Wait, them. Yeah. Oh. So we are going to send both of you a rosette. So Yeah, because we, we were wankers. Because we are complete wankers, totally unprofessional and disorganised as ever, but that's part of our charm. That's what I'm going to tell people. It's all part uh, of our charm. It's all, it's all very unprofessional around here, but quite funny. And also we knew... We just wanted to make sure that you knew. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think we need to finish. I think we complete that, can't we? All right. So thank you so much. Bye bye.